three, four. Facts, fibs, and fairy tales! <laughs> Welcome to Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales with your factual fairy, Matt Sweet. Uh, my guest this week is a good friend of mine, Matt. Uh, so Matt, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'm a good friend. Yourselves? I, I know you're not, you're, you're more than, you're less than two people, so you're just a yourself. Tell us about yourself. Ah, uh, right. Well, my name is Matthew Schnarr. Oh, you're going to give a full name? Am I not supposed to do that? You don't have to. All right, well, I'm, I'm not Matthew Schnarr. I'm just Matthew. Oh, it's too late now. It's been recorded. Do you want to be anonymous? No, I don't need to be anonymous. Okay, great. I got no, I got no shame. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> What's your story? Who are you? What are you all about? Oh, well, I'm uh, a gay nerd from Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, you? Pretty much uh, done a lot of nerdy things my whole life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I am uh, very, very, very close to being divorced, which is a lovely, lovely thing. So I'm hoping that by the time this airs, I will technically be divorced at that point. That's very exciting. It's incredibly exciting. Um, I think you're my first divorcee oh. on the show. Um, I'm toying with actually doing like, a, so I'm doing six episodes per series. And this is the final episode of series one. Uh, and I'm toying with the idea of doing a series about divorce. Um, but I'm trying to like find, like, is there a funny way to talk about divorce? Or is it all just very sad? Well, I feel like you, you have to be like, give us a, a non-cliche divorce story. Right. So it has to be something that has absolutely, like, it has to be a story that no one would have heard about a divorce before. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I could give you one of those. Right, because your divorce was cliche? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, so basically, how the podcast works is uh, we're going to flip a coin. Whoever picks the winning head, they go first. Um, you're going to get to pick. We're using a toonie today. Big money here. So you can either pick the queen... Or what appears to be... Isn't it a polar bear? What the shit is this? It, I mean, normally it's a polar bear. This appears to be like a hole in the ground with maybe like a cannon coming out of it. I don't know. You tell me. What is that? Holy shit. It's a souvenir toonie and I don't, I don't oh, understand. Oh, that's definitely upside down. <laughs> is I... it like a research station or is it a cannon? I'm not really sure what we're celebrating on this toonie. Oh, I think there's a, a fighter plane in there. Oh, so it's like a World War Two. It must be a World War Two. It does say remember on it, so... Okay. So do you want to remember or be the queen? That's your... I always want to be remembered. Actually, I'll be the queen because I know how much you crave remembrance. Oh, you think that my, my entire being is wrapped up in the idea of legacy? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> nope. I'm suggesting nothing. Ah, yeah. Because it felt like a read, but then you went, you went back on it, so that it's... Well, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on audio tape. Is that what this is called? <laughs> Yeah, no, this is being uh, recorded onto an 8-track, <laughs> exactly. I'll have to get my 8-track yeah, It's very up. vintage, very hipster. That's the kind of podcast I want. I'm only going to record it onto other 8-tracks, uh, and then I'm going to disseminate it that way, so that only, like, four people ever hear it. Which is pretty good. Yeah, no, like, I, honestly, if more than four people even listen to any of this, I think success has been achieved, you know what I mean? Your legacy has been established. At long last. At long last. All right, so you picked the queen, is that where you landed? Yeah, yeah, because okay. I'd like you to have... All right, I'm going to flip it. Are you ready? Are you sure? You're committed to the queen. Uh, well, I'm not really a monarchist, but... Ooh, this is awkward, because I am. Ooh. Mm. Super into the monarchy, but, like, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, what do you think came up? I remember... Terrible news. It's, oh, no, I have to listen to you talk for yeah, a while. Yeah, so Remember came up first, so I'm going to talk first. Feel free to interrupt the story at any time. Um, I think you know most of this story, because certainly, like, to let the listeners know, Matt and I have been friends for a number of years. Basically, he forced me into being his friend. Um, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. So how did, how did you decide that I needed to be your friend? So we met on, uh, we played on the same dodgeball team. Yes, correct. Um... And I remember just thinking that you were this, like, super cool guy. I mean, I've learned since, um, but I remember thinking yeah. you were this super cool guy. And it was yeah. the fall season of dodgeball. I think so, yeah. It was the first time I played gay dodgeball. Uh, yeah, gay dodgeball. Um, Not just regular dodgeball. I mean, who plays regular oh. dodgeball? Honestly, I'm doing it right now. It's exhausting. I can't. You are? Yeah. With work. It's like a work-based team. Oh. And it's all heterosexuals. It's, it's exhausting. Wow. Well, I yeah. mean... 
just think of what you do for them then. You may find it exhausting and not that exciting. I know, but I'm the life of the party. Exactly. They're like, yeah. oh, there's this gay guy on my team. He's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for now, eventually yeah. they'll realize I'm just a bitter, jaded monster. But like... I'm fun at a party in the uh, beginning. See, the secret is some of us can see through that. Yeah, well, you couldn't. That's why you decided to uh, make me your friend. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> but I remembered the specific moment. I had thrown a New Year's party that yeah. year, and I obviously invited you, and you came. And um, we played a game at New Year's between you and I that no one else was playing. It was just a game that you and I were playing. And every time we would address each other, we would address each other with a different name. Yeah. Um, and I was thoroughly impressed with your ability to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was interesting because I'd actually invited in particular two guys to the, uh, my New Year's party because I was like, listen, these are two guys that I think I would really like and two guys that I think I would really get along with and I should try and put an effort into, to see yeah. if I can make a friendship there. I don't remember who the other guy is. Yeah. Um, but what obviously I like you about were this one is of them. that you like you're very deliberate about your like you're planning friendships, which I think is super funny. It's not something I've ever considered in my life, but I I like that you were like, no, no, I'm making this happen. You know, when you set your mind on something, you go do it. Right? You secreted it. I, I secreted. You put it on your vision board, and Shazam! There was Matt Sweet. Oh, I was gonna say it was all over my keyboard, but <laughs> I secreted. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two things can be true. Wow. Mm -hmm. Anyway, to celebrate, uh, to get back to the point of the podcast, uh, and not just talk about how great I am, which, I mean, I am. That's the point of the podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, to celebrate the final episode of the first series, uh, what I want to do is tell the story of the pretty much... Actually, no, Sally Field switch. I'm going to change it up. No, you're not allowed to. No, I, I can do it. My podcast, bitch, I can do whatever the fuck I want. All right. OPS, you can swear and do whatever. I, I feel like you knew that, but like, fuck, shit, damn, piss, whatever. What? I know, right? See, Dan had told me that I needed to behave myself. I don't know why he would do that. Oh. He's a liar. Hmm. But no, here's the story I was going to tell you. So this story kind of, it connects to a bunch of my other stories. So I, I'll, I'll try to keep it pretty focused. But basically this comes from, I want to say about a decade ago. When I was in my early 20s, and uh, I had just sort of left university probably two or three years before this story occurred. And while I was in university, um, my first ever boyfriend, he was a dancer in the dance program. And as a result of that, I met all of the other male dancers of his year. There weren't that many. All of them were very gay and very attractive and like... Dancers. Great. Yeah. Crazy bodies, that's quite enough. But I need to interrupt. Yeah. You need to, like, just tell everyone about your education again, because it's, like, the best possible, like, for a gay man to go into theater but not have to do the dancing or, like, the hard stuff. You just get to look <laughs> at all the hot guys and then hopefully have sex with them. Oh, I mean, that's not what I went to school for, but sure, yeah. Like, I went to Ryerson University for technical theater, which means I'm, like, a, a producer of art. There you go. Uh, and in fact, I ended up in the dance program. Uh, and there is actually just to like jump off what you've just said. There was really only one moment I can think of during school where like it was explicit that all the technicians were like um, objectifying the dancers. And it was we were there were like uh, it was like we were doing like a, a run through of the show with lights and whatever. And it was this particular dance show where there was this really hot fucking dancer named Eric something. And he had this gorgeous ass and these beautiful abs and all that crazy stuff. And of course, he's basically wearing just like a spandex uh, booty short thing. And so it's me and a couple of my good girlfriends. And one of my good girlfriends, Liz, <laughs> she's watching this. And we're all just drooling over him. Like, it's just, it's abundantly clear. Straight dude or gay dude? Oh, he's gay. Okay. Soup's gay. Um, but it, so, like, there's a few gay guys in this row in the theater, and then a bunch of my good girlfriends, and my girlfriend, Ju, Ju, what? Liz. <laughs> wow, you weren't even close. Yeah, I was going to say Julie, but then I stopped at Jew, and then it sounded like I was just saying my good friend, Jew, which is a whole other thing. Anyway, so Liz, after we've all, like, picked our jaws up off the ground, and, like, you've seen a bunch of technicians just like slowly trickle in and just like stop to stare. Like it's fully, like people were doing work and they just stopped to watch this guy dance. And Liz 
out of nowhere just says, God, he's got the kind of ass you just want to put your face in and go, ha! Yes, yes. And honestly, I think I have never laughed harder at anything in my life. But that's the one time we objectified someone in school. I don't know. Do you eat guys out? Is that something you do? Yeah. Is that something you like? I do. I enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean... Do you like the squeal? Like, what part about it is it that you like? Hmm. I just like the idea that everyone's having a good time, I think. I think that's sort of what, for me, when I'm eating ass, you know, it's not... Some people do it because it's, like, preparatory. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm going to eat you out so I can fuck you later. For me, I'm just like, does it feel good? Then do it. So let's, you know, let's just dive in. It's not a trick I pull out very often, but, like, I do enjoy it. Have you ever had enough facial hair to it be noticeable when you've eaten someone out? <laughs> uh, no. No, the one time I had, like, a full-tilt beard was when I was 19, and it was while I was still a virgin, obviously. That explains a lot. Yeah. So, you have a beard. I do have a beard. Do you, do you notice that the scent of ass lingers in your beard hairs after you've eaten some ass? No, but I find like a beard just makes, I love it so much more, and uh, my boyfriend just eats it up. Is that so wait, 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 the wait, pun? Wait. Like, he just loves getting his ass eaten. And because he, you have facial hair. It's almost like, he, if I don't have facial hair, he'll be like, yeah, that was fun. You know? Like, right. But with but facial hair, it's, it's like just like level. next level for him. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I only ever have like scruff, right? Which I imagine is right. more abrasive than like a longer kind of beard esque thing like you've got going on. Well, he tells me, he, he'll be like, ah. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. Right. Like he's even <laughs> bought me um, beard um, butter or whatever that, yeah. yeah, softener. So that it, hopefully, like when it's shorter, because I'll trim it every once in a while, yeah. but when it's shorter, he wants it to be softened. Just but, so that you can continue to eat his asshole. Right. Delicious. It's amazing that that is literally, my beard is governed by ass eating. <laughs> That's important. It, yeah. I love that. I have to say. Yeah. But um, I never ate ass until I met him. Really? I was terrified. Like not one time? Not once. I had one guy eat me out once for huh. like half a second. I squealed like a little guinea pig. And that was like the whole ruin of that hookup, which is why I'm not going to tell that story because it literally lasted for like half a second. Right. You just like panicked and ran? Yeah. (laughs) I can't handle your tongue in my anus. (laughs) My anus. But this boyfriend made it very clear on Grindr very early on. That was non-negotiable. Well, it wasn't like I had said no. He was just like, oh my God, like it just, it's my favorite thing on the face of the planet type of thing. Oh, well then like... Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, well, if he loves it that much, I'm willing to just do it. I mean, I wanted to have sex with him, so. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And then it turned out, I really liked it. Great. Yeah. And the scent of his anus lingers on your beard hair. He's got like a strawberry flavored anus, so. <laughs> right. So your beard just smells like strawberry milk all the time? No, not milk. More like strawberries and like mint. <laughs> <laughs> strawberries and mint. I don't know where I, I tried to come up with something there. No, I, I think that's, that's what, um no ass smells like or tastes like but But, sure but strawberries and cream is believable Eh. oh i'm just checking (laughs) i don't need you to double check my work here okay (laughs) anyway i'm trying to tell a goddamn story (laughs) okay so right this was started at university i met this guy um and like years later sort of what would happen is it was kind of like he developed this sixth sense almost like every time i would be single (laughs) suddenly he would like message me out of the blue and like not in a like I posted on Facebook like I'm single now because like I generally don't don't really do that I don't think I've ever done that but like there was that time when we all first got Facebook where suddenly you had your relationship status and you had to change it and it was was so important yeah yeah, relationship status anyway Mm -hmm. so this guy but this guy like somehow just like knew right and like so He'd always, like, message me and want to, like, hang out and be friends or whatever, which was fine. Um, But, like, it was clear to me that it was generally aimed towards becoming something sexual. Like, that was the kind of vibe I got from him. he wanted to hook up or he wanted to date? He, I mean, I couldn't tell you whether he wanted to date or not, but I was willing to hook up. (laughs) Because, again, I was recently single, so it was... The poor guy kind of ended up becoming, like, my rebound dude... And I don't think I ever messaged him first. It was just like he somehow sensed that I was single, would message me, we'd mess around a little bit, 
and then he'd vanish into the night. Is it possible that he was sort of reaching out and engaging with you somewhat on a semi-regular basis, but you were just not into it, you weren't accepting it, until you were single, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's reached out, I should totally, you know... Yeah, I mean, knowing my memory, that's entirely possible, Um, but certainly, uh, yeah, it felt much more like he only appeared when I was recently Right. Anyway. Does he have a name? Do we have, like, a name we could call him by, or a pretend name? Yeah, so I do try to protect people's identity, although obviously you've shared your full name, so, like, fuck you, Matt Schnarr. Um, (laughs) Oh, we gotta get that in a few more times. Oh, yeah, no. Matthew Schnarr. Now that we've committed to naming you, I'm gonna name you, baby. Two T's. (laughs) Any Matt with one T, I don't get it. I don't understand it either. Like, sure, you're French and everything, but, like, get the fuck out, you know what I mean? Wait, which is the Matthew in the Bible? It's two T's? Two T's, yeah. Uh, Damn it. We're very biblical. And also incredibly common for gays. Anyway, so this guy, I think we're going to call him um, Ben. Let's call him Ben. Oh, there are so many good-looking Bens out there. You know what? Nobody's mad about a Ben. (laughs) Anyway, so this guy, this one time that that we kind of reconnected, and actually I'm going to go back a little bit. Before this, there was another gentleman in my life who had invited me to, and this was like a year or so before this next, the, the like point of this story, but a year before, or a year or two before this, um, a guy I know invited me to his birthday party, and I showed up, and it was like mostly people I didn't know. I only really knew the birthday guy. Um, and then in, in walks Ben, and suddenly we spent the entire evening ignoring each other and kind of treating each other like um, angry cats. Because we were both chasing after the birthday guy. Like, both of us obviously wanted to fuck him. And, you know, I won. Obviously, I went home with the birthday guy. That's a whole other disappointing story. But... Uh, that's in next season. <laughs> that's season two. <laughs> season two, the story of Actually, ben. no, that would, that would fit into the bad sex season. But we'll come back to that. So, anyway. Um, so, whatever. Ben reaches out. I'm recently single. We decide to, like, hang out, right? So I go over to his place, and his roommate's not home, and I think we had, like, a drink, and I think maybe we played Scrabble or something weird, like, I, something very... Scrabble? Yeah. But, like, you know... Was it, like, sex Scrabble? Like, you had to spell sex words, and then he got to do it or something? No, we played Scrabble, and he, like, put his foot on my dick a lot. Like, we played footsies while trying to focus and play was, Scrabble. Was the winner the top or something? Like, did you have, like, some predefined... No. No, it was just... We needed something above the table to make it look like we weren't flirting with each other, although, obviously, we were, like... He was basically trying to give my dick a hand job with his feet. So, like... Wouldn't that be called a foot job? Yeah, but, like... Uh, sure. <laughs> isn't that a thing? Like, isn't that... Are people giving foot jobs? Some people have a lot of like foot fetishes of have like oh. having their cocks massaged by feet and stuff like that. Are you one of those people? I am not. Okay. Literally, you touch my foot, I will. I what will... if someone touches you with their foot? Ew, ew. <laughs> ew. I've had a wart removed from the bottom of my foot. I do not want to know what is on the bottom of other people's feet gotcha. that's coming anywhere near my dick. Right. You don't want like a dick corn? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know what causes corns, but I wouldn't want one on my dick. No. I also barely know what a corn is. Is I, it just like a buildup of skin? I'm not really sure. I just know the word corn. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's on a feet. Anyway, so whatever. Ben and I are playing Randy Scrabble, you know, to sex up Scrabble a little bit. And eventually, like, we've had a drink, we finish our game, and, or even, I don't even know if we finished it. It was probably, I got to a point where I was just like, can we just go get naked in your bedroom? Like, let's just... I mean, you've rubbed my dick enough. Like, let's just get to the point. Otherwise, I'm just going to come in my pants and this is going to be boring. I mean, you'd have to work a lot harder for that. But, like, sure. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I don't know your stamina at this age, so. Well, at any age. What stamina do I have? You know? <laughs> a hot, solid two minutes. Anyway, so we go into his bed, bedroom. And we get naked. And he has this beautiful, crazy body. And, you know, we're making out. We're having a good time. Dicks are out. Dicks are being sucked. It's, it's a great time. At one point, does he be like, oh, I totally had the word, like, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, like, yeah. he's still thinking Scrabble? Oh, fuck, I missed that triple word score. Yeah. Uh, no, it didn't come up. Okay, just checking. So, <laughs> whatever, we're going to town. 
And Ben is a pretty vocal guy when you're having sex with him, which I really enjoy. Mm. Like, I'm super into someone. I don't like a quiet fuck. Moaning or dirty talking? Ugh, mostly moaning. Yeah. And in fact, almost exclusively moaning. I'm more of a dirty talker, personally. Yeah. um, And I do enjoy dirty talk, but, like, I'll take a moaner, you know? What I don't like is someone who, like, whimpers, like, in their (laughs) chest, like... Like, that's the most pleasure you allow yourself to exactly, have. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want the neighbors to know we're fucking. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... <laughs> he's a pretty loud guy. And we're in the middle of this, and, like, having a good time. And I... I mean, I hadn't really discovered this part of myself, but something that has come up in my life, or has become a thing, is I really love uh, controlling when dudes come. So, like, I love walking people to the edge, and then, like taking a minute and making them like kind of work for it or wait for it there's like a huge amount of like perverse and like deep satisfaction that i get out of that i always knew that i was gonna find you in hell i mean that was just (laughs) like that was a no-brainer yeah but i didn't realize that you were gonna be in that room Oh, yeah, no, that's the room I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Of the circles in hell, I'm in that, like, offshoot room. Yeah, it's like a little one for those, like... Monsters. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. It's me and Hitler and Gandhi. We're hanging out over there. Yeah, you've got rapists and murderers on either side of you. Yeah, but that's those are different rooms. Obviously, they're different rooms. <laughs> but, I mean, like, of the rooms, the doors, yeah. like, on doors on either yeah. are, like, rapist, murderer, and cum Just controllers. Cum controllers, yeah. Anyway, so whatever, I'm kind of starting, and I hadn't really discovered this about myself, but, like, I was having a good time with and I was, like, enjoying the enjoying the show, shall we say. Ben? Oh, I'm going to have to bleep that. <laughs> so, sorry about it. Bleep, bleep. We're going to come back to that. I'm going to have to remember that. Uh, right, now I'm all fucked up. Okay, right, okay. So we're going to town, and, and Ben is really loud. <laughs> And then his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend come home. And, like, we hear them come in, and they're, like, puttering around in the kitchen. And you can hear them be like, oh, is Max home? Yeah, I think he must be. Those are his shoes. And and you hear them, like, realize that there's a bonus pair of shoes. And Ben is in the bed just being like, <sighs> like, and I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm, like, going to fucking town on him. And he's just, like, trying to stay quiet, which obviously isn't his strong suit. Uh, and eventually I get him to the point where he just can't handle it. And he, like, has this explosive, loud orgasm. And it was the best. Um, I just thought it was so funny because he is, like, he comes. And I, like, I think I grabbed, like, a cute little towel and, like, mopped him up or whatever. Or maybe I just swallowed. I, I probably swallowed. I don't know. Are you a swallower? What's your... Oh, no. No, 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 no. No cum in my mouth. Really? Why not? Oh, it's disgusting. Cum is only meant to go in one place. Where's that? In a butt. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like either in a towel so that it could be quickly cleaned up. Yeah. Or in a butt. Really? Like you can't even just like come and then like chill for a minute? Oh my gosh, no. I'm one of those guys that after I come, I'm like, oh God, there's cum touching me. Oh God. Oh my God, you're the worst. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a not a good human. Do you, do you like, do you like, when you masturbate, how do you, do you like come? I, I, I usually stand. <laughs> You stand either in the shower, like shower in the morning, okay, or at my desk, which you have spent many uh, hours playing video games at. Look, I. It's one thing to know a thing, and it's another thing to know a thing, and I feel like you're just trying to make me uncomfortable right now, and I refuse. I'm gonna go sit in that computer chair after this. And what do you think? Well, literally, what do you think I did? Like 20 minutes before you got here. <laughs> yeah, no, I. What do you think I did 20 minutes before <laughs> I left my house? Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Alright, so Ben had this giant loud orgasm and we like tidied up or whatever and uh, I put my shit back on and I head back out and the, the roommate and the girlfriend are like in the living room just like trying, they're like so uncomfortable. Like they... They're hearing you. I mean, they heard it and you can tell they're just trying to make like conversation but like, uh, what do we do about this? You yeah. know what I mean? Like how do we handle this? So... And this is what I legitimately said, and I mean, it's a, it's an old joke, and it's a terrible joke, but I I was very proud that I said it. <laughs> um, so I went out, and I was like, hello, 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 my name is Matt, um, you may have just heard the show, I'm not here all week, but if you are going to stick around, make sure you try the veal. 
And then I put on my shoes and left forever. And tell me, like, <laughs> did you ever talk to Ben ever again? Nope. <laughs> so you don't like me at veal very much? I mean, I don't eat veal, but like it was a, you know how people say like, try the veal. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah that was the, that was the, Actually, it was a bad joke, but I was you, proud of it. Where are you on Twinks? Because I've seen like a lot mm. of the guys that you've been into or guys yeah. that you've dated or you've introduced me to exes yeah. and stuff. There really isn't any Twinks in there. Yeah. I like a Twunk generally. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't like a brainless Twink. Um, and at this stage of my life, I just, I'm not equipped for it because I'm mean and like, if you're dumb, I, I have about twenty minutes worth of patience, and then I'm I'm done. Yeah, no, but you're not, honey. You're not a twink, so. Oh, so I'm allowed to be dumb. You just can't handle <laughs> dumb twinks. Yeah, like you make up for it in other ways. Like I you, appreciate that. um, um, yeah, you do the other things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do me, I guess. Yeah, oh, that's what you're doing. You're doing you. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> Go, Joe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was basically the the Ben story. That's got to be super embarrassing, though. Walking out, like as you said, you're vocal. He's vocal. Yeah. Um, I want to know what they talked about after I left. You know what I mean? I want to see like that the facial expressions that they would have given each other when they both realized what was happening because yeah. they probably weren't talking. They're just like. Oh. Oh, you heard them go silent. Like, they were chatting away, because the room, the walls were very thin. Like, <laughs> you heard them recognize there was another person in the apartment. You knew they could tell that whoever was here was in Ben's room. Almost did it again. Um, and so, like, you, like, they were incredibly aware of what was going on. And now, was this room, like, I think I've heard this story before. Was this mm. an actual bedroom, or was this, like, a makeshift bedroom? <laughs> Yeah, that's a different story. Uh, gosh, I'm mixing your stories already. Yeah. No, that's the one I think I told to Dan, actually, mm. um, at your cottage. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, listeners won't have heard that. They'll hear it in season two. Ooh, Ooh. out of order episodes. Oh my God, shenanigans. Uh, anyway, so that's that's my story. Do you have any other follow-up questions, or should we jump right into yours? Oh, no, I have, like, I have... I have one follow-up question. Oh, okay. Go for it. So it was a guy and a girl roommates. Uh, yes. Like, the guy was the roommate and his girlfriend. Oh, okay. So not a gay dude. No. So they were, like, coming home from, like, a cute date, maybe, like, a walk around a park something, and then they came home to hear Ben explosively orgasm, which I, I honestly think is the best way to end a date for a, a straight couple. So you actually also told us how much you love controlling cum, yet you never yeah. really told us about mm. you controlling Ben's cum. It was almost like you sort of, you, you approached it, and oh. then you, we went on a tangent. So I yeah. still want to know about you controlling Ben's cum. Oh, well, this was, a, I mean, this was, this was early days in that self, that journey of self-discovery. So like, and, and I do think that Ben generally is just a super responsive lover in the way that, like, I think you can probably get him close to the edge incredibly fast. Yep. Generally. Um, and so, like, that was kind of what it was. It was just like, whoa, 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 we got to take a minute. And then I would be like, hmm. I like And this. then, like, toy with them a little bit, like, how close to the edge are you really? You know what I mean? Um, which is part of why he was so pent up, I think. So tell me a little bit about other experiences of controlling. Like, have you ever mm. failed in your control and be like, oh, shit? Oh, yeah, it happens. I mean, sometimes you're just like, you don't necessarily see... It depends on how um, visible someone is in terms of how their orgasms work, right? Like, some people, for them, they could, like, be sitting completely still... And when they come, they'll like blink once with their left eye and that's the only emotion they have while having an orgasm. Which to me, I'm just like, why are we doing this? Like, girl, fake it a little bit. Like, give me a show. Oh, oh my God, that's like... Yeah. I mean, yeah. like You're we're not, dead inside when you came. Like, Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's no fun. But like with someone that's kind of like that, then it's very difficult to play that game, right? Because right. Because part of, part of what makes it fun is watching how someone reacts, right? Like how they, what happens to them when they're close. And we all have cum face. We all have, we all look like absolute idiots while we're coming, um, like across the board. And have so you ever recorded fun. yours? <laughs> A lady never tells. 
But Since obvi- when? Since when do you not tell? <laughs> Obviously, I've recorded myself coming, as I'm sure have you. Not specifically my face, though. Oh, well, no, I've never recorded my, my cum face. I want to know, well, I'm, I'm probably going to record it now. I want to know what my cum face is. <laughs> you know what? You're going to be really disappointed, because you're going you're gonna to be, like, dead-faced. Just like, ah, oh, yeah, uh, like, that's what it's going to be. And it's going to yeah, be very... Like, oh, fuck, alt tab, come on. And then you're going to just be like, yeah. well, I got to work on that now. Yeah. And then you're going <laughs> to fake it, and it's going to be terrible. Fake it till you make it. I mean, that's kind of how I started with Dirty Talk. I was never a dirty talker, but then eventually you just kind of have to be like, okay, let's see that's, what works. That right? is exactly how dirty talk starts. Yeah. You, just you like, try a couple phrases. Yeah, daddy. And they daddy. look at you like, what the fuck? And you're like, all right, I tried. It didn't next work. Time, like, next time you're like, let me try saying it with a well, British accent. <laughs> yeah, daddy. <laughs> that's your British accent? Nope. That was just an accent. No, I want to know <laughs> what kind of accent. Where, did that, where did that come from? That was like a very specific region in northern Ontario. Oh. It's a very like one and a half square kilometer area. And are you from this region? No, no. I, I've traveled through there. Oh. I spent a lot of time with the people there. Right. So, yeah. That's the, the accent you just did. I, no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's enough of my bullshit. I want to hear your story now. All right. So, so give us the, like, how oh, yeah. old were you? Where are you? All that so um, I'm 36 right now. You're so old. I know. I know. It feels it. Or I feel it. it. I feel it. I always forget that I'm three years younger than you. Wait, aren't you an 84? Mm-hmm. So you're not really three years younger oh, than me. Your what, birthday hasn't happened What age yet. am I right now? Three years younger than me. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but when this comes out... You will not be. Honestly, this may never come out. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So I'm 36 now. This occurred when I was 18. So exactly half my life ago. Um, Oh, shit. That, is that a mind trip being able to like say that out loud and like have it mean something? uh, Yeah. I have had a couple of those moments where you're like, wow, I've been out for more than half my life. Or I have, like, you come across those things. I don't like doing them anymore (laughs) because they start to happen. It's like, oh, it's three times. And you're just like, oh, I can't handle that. Right. I've I've now lived three quarters of my life as X kind of person. Yeah, which I don't like. (laughs) Um, So let me paint a little picture for you. Okay. Okay, So 18-year-old Matthew. Yeah. My favorite thing to do at that stage Can I stop you right there? I don't understand why you call yourself Matthew. Like, when people call me Matthew, my skin crawls. So, in a personal, like, between you and I, I would refer to myself as Matt. But in a professional setting, I refer to myself as Matthew. And somehow I'm interpreting this recording session Mm. as a professional environment. Even though we're talking about dick and cub and all that lovely, lovely gay shit. Okay, so you're 18. So I'm 18. And Matthew is what? So Matthew has hair at the time. I am 36. I am very bald. Um, I actually lost my hair when I was... I started to lose it when I was 19. So 18, I still had hair, at least. Right. This and is, I was... This is your, the peak hair. Peak hair, actually. That's yeah. a very good point. Peak <laughs> hair. Um, I was the twinkiest thing. I probably weighed 90 pounds. And I was the same height, like 5'11". I hate you. Uh, and I was just super, super twink. Uh, I had an incident with the police. Very similar, like around that time... And literally, the police thought I was on drugs and, and drinking and whatnot, because I was literally in a girl's very tight rainbow bright t-shirt with these bright, bright orange cargo pants mm-hmm. on. And that was, like, my outfit. Yeah. And every time I did anything gay, that was my outfit. Oh, you had, like, a uniform for being a gay person. Well, so I was maybe two or three months out of coming out. Oh. <laughs> and I was very, very new yeah. to gay and sex and... Yeah. That whole world. So the rainbow bright with the bright orange was my jam. Yeah. So. Well, and this was like the early 90s or something, I'm sure. So. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe the late 90s, but it was somewhere in the 90s. I know. You're so much older than me, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so much older. Um, so uh, I grew up in Kitchener-Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Kitchener-Waterloo, Cambridge are known as the Tri-Cities. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Okay. So every year in the summer, there is Tri-Pride that is hosted in Victoria Park, downtown Kitchener. Okay. And it's on a little island in the little Victoria Park. There's oh. a lake in Victoria Park. It's not big. 
It sounds cute, though. It sounds lovely. Sounds like a really cute but idea. But never go visit it. Okay. <laughs> Only ever hear about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also really important to the story is that my summer job, uh, I would mow grass in my neighborhood. Okay. So I would cut grasses all summer long. I, at one point, I think I had 20 different houses that I was cutting their grasses for. Cute. That's um, actually a business then. Oh, yeah. It, right. it, it was good. Um, so uh, I go to Tri Pride, um, and I'm in my little rainbow bright getup, um, having a great time. I can't drink yet, uh, but that's okay. Uh, my mom had told me I was allergic to alcohol at that yeah. point in my life, so I, I still believed her. I love that your mom made that lie happen. Ah, uh, it's a brilliant. Is really what it was. It's honestly really smart. Yep. You're because she's she claims to be allergic to alcohol. Claims. Claims. I've met her. I question. <laughs> <laughs> But I do like that she sold it to you. She was like, right. you're probably well, allergic. No, what she did was when I uh, went to go get allergy tested, mm -hmm. uh, she asked the allergist to tell me that I was allergic to alcohol. Oh, she got a medical professional to lie to you? Yeah. Oh, bitch. <laughs> now, for our listeners, the day of my 19th birthday, she told me I wasn't allergic to alcohol, and she took me up and got me drunk. She oh said God. she just didn't want me to drink underage. Oh my Whatever God. that means. My mom was buying me schnapps at 16. Yeah. We so, have different upbringings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at Tri Pride. I am there with uh, a buddy of mine. Um, and I see this, this like other twink. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, this guy is like mm -hmm. the bee's knees. And at this point, maybe my like dick interaction outside of my own is maybe somewhere between one and three dicks. Oh, cute. Probably closer to one. What a different time. You Tell know? me about it. So I knew nothing about... If you had to guess the number of dicks you've interacted with now, ballparking it, what do you think you're at? Just like in terms of like, and when I say interact, you have physically touched the penis of oh, this easy, dick. Oh, easily into three figures. Really? Easily, yeah. Shit, uh, girl. And my, my 20s were... Active. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's actually go with my early 20s. Okay. My early 20s yeah. were very active, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I keep interrupting. Uh, so you're at, you're at Tri Pride. So I'm at Tri Pride. I see this guy. Yeah. I don't even remember his name. I have a hunch his name could have been Jay. So I'm going to run with it. Great. Jay is Jay is this guy. So yeah. Jay turns out is two years older than me, but he's, uh, he was very tall, uh, very timid. Um, okay. And, uh, so I was, I, but I was totally into him. I don't even remember why. Yeah. Um, so literally I went up to him, I started chatting with him and right then and there we decided to be boyfriends. Oh. As you do when you're I that age. I kind of have a pride boyfriend. I, well, not now, but I had a pride boyfriend once. It lasted, it was a weird situation. No, Toronto pride though? Yeah. I mean, this is KW, like tri pride. I'm so it sorry. It lasts for like two hours on a Saturday afternoon. Great. So you're boyfriends. So we're boyfriends, right? <laughs> so I just think, wow, I've got like, this is my first boyfriend. Yeah. Like it's probably the, it's actually the first air quote boyfriend or girlfriend I had ever had. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do you do with, what do you do with boyfriends? You introduce them to your parents. Oh my God. So I had just recently come out. Like what is two happening? months previously, maybe, maybe yeah. three months previously. And the first thing I do is I bring him home that night for dinner with my family. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I, I, the logic why I had come out to my parents was because I needed them to know the person who I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And that was why I needed to tell my parents I was gay so that they could know the person that I was, I was in love with. I don't know. The logic I had at the time was very odd. Okay. I was 18. <laughs> so anyways, we go, we have dinner. My mom pulls me aside and she's just like, no, like, no. Matthew, what are you doing? Like, this boy was uh, incredibly uh, femme, which okay. there's, I know there's nothing wrong with this. I, most of the guys I go for are femme. I'm probably pretty femme myself. Um, You're not as blousey as me, but you do your best. Right. Um, and I still to this day get very much turned on by femme guys. So they tend to be my jam. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my parents are like, Matthew, you, you, no, like you need to date them a while before you bring them over to us. Okay. So it wasn't, I thought you. It was probably a little bit of column A and a little bit of okay. column B. Right. Like your mom was like, 
I will not have a second Nancy boy in this house. I mean, my mom is very polite. <laughs> Waspy, I think is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, I've never met her. I wouldn't know. No, no. So next weekend, the following weekend, um, it's our second date. And my parents have gone to the cottage, and my sister's away at university, mm-hmm. so I have the house to myself. Shit, girl. So, Jay... Yeah, you went with Jay. That so was the name. Jay was the name we went with. Jay decides to walk over, and he lives literally... I lived in Waterloo, he lived in Kitchener. That's a, It was a long walk, but he walks over to my to the like my parents' place, like the okay. house I lived in, and um, we kind of like... I don't remember what happens, but we end up in upstairs in my bedroom. Cute. Right? And, you know, we're going at it, we're going at it, but for him and I, we're both kind of learning as we yeah, go. Yeah, you're fumbling along. We're fumbling along, not really sure what's happening, how to do something. I think it was... Are you naked? Yeah, naked, definitely. Okay. There was definitely no bum action. I think both of us were terrified of bum action yeah. at that point. Uh, I remember he had, like, a pencil dick. Okay. Uh, and he was really nervous about that. And I just remember thinking, I just like, wow. It's I, still a dick. It's still a dick. And Hello? it makes me look huge. <laughs> um... I am enormous. enormous. Um, so I, I was like, I wonder if everybody else is this tiny, and I'm just this massively yeah. dicked guy. Oh my god! I'm, I didn't turn out that way. Right. But <laughs> Sally Field switch didn't turn out to be no. true. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> literally, I thought there's a lot of make. I, it's a long time ago. I don't remember exactly what we were doing. Yeah. But it was fumbling. It you was really awkward. It. I remember I put on the entire bottle of Tommy Hilfiger cologne I had. I remember he commented on it. Um, Girl, the entire bottle. I didn't understand how cologne worked at that time. I mean, it was those little, like, a little tiny bottle, like the sample things. But still. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I get it. I had Michael Jordan cologne that I did the same Michael thing. Jordan cologne? Uh, bitch, Tommy <laughs> Hilfiger. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fuck you. I just wanted you to feel like you were in, you know, we were in <laughs> good company. Um, so, uh, something happened. I think... I heard the garage door open. Okay. Which means someone was coming home. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what it was. My sister was away. My parents were at the cottage. No one had called to say they were coming home. Yeah. None of that. So I'm literally like throwing my clothes on. I'm throwing the clothes on Jay. And I literally kick him out the back of the house. Oh my God. I'm like, get out. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't be caught having sex. So right. it turns out. Um, it was a raccoon, wasn't it? Uh, well, we came, I had come in through the garage, mm. and I had the garage door opener was on my keys, mm. and they were in the bed. So when we were, like, romping around, I opened up the garage door. <laughs> anyway, so he runs off, and this is the days when you didn't have cell phones, really, so the, I couldn't be like, oh, I was joking, like, oh, come JK. back, JK, come back. Dope, yeah. So I don't know where he's gone, but we were probably messing around for 20, 30 minutes, so I was fine, and I was just like, ugh. All right. So all of a sudden, though, I start having the most intense pain in my, like, dick and my balls. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is the most excruciating pain. I've got an STD. Okay. First of all, I love that 18-year-old you thought that's how fucking quick STDs work. Well, yes, that is 100% what 18-year-old me thought, was that I now have an STD, and I'm like, it's the pus, I'm like looking around my dick, I'm like... You're looking for pus within an hour of having... (laughs) Okay. I just remember, like, in, when you learn ST, like, in sex ed, they don't tell you how long it takes, they just show you the pictures of what, like, a pussy dick looks like. They show you the worst version of it. Right. So I'm, 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 I'm literally terrified. You're freaking out. I'm freaking out. Yeah. So it's like an hour. It hasn't gone away. It still hurts. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening to me? This is the worst thing ever. So I make the decision. You're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not being gay anymore. <laughs> no, this is how I, it's was fully, be. I was fully invested. Okay. Um, but I decided I was going to, like, I was, t- I had always been told never go to the emergency room unless it's an emergency. Okay. So I went to the urgent care clinic. <laughs> right. Like the walk-in clinic. And I spend like two and a half hours waiting to be seen. I'm in like baggy jogging pants because my dick and balls are so sore. I'm just in the most like uncomfortable pain. And I'm so embarrassed because I hadn't come to grasp or grips with who I was, what gay yeah. meant to be gay. And there was a lot of shame and, and embarrassment. And this was like your third or fourth sex experience right. ever, right? Maybe second or third. Like okay. this was 
This early. was early, and I had no realm of understanding as to what was going on or what should happen, what doesn't happen, those types yeah. of things. So I'm at the urgent clinic. It takes two and a half hours. I finally get back. I'm in a little room. I'm dying to know where this goes. And the door walks in, or door opens, the doctor walks in, and it is my next door neighbor who is uh, a doctor. <laughs> Are you kidding? Old 60-year-old man. They have no kids. They're retired. They live next door to us. They are super Catholic. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I supposed to do? How? What am I supposed to say to this guy? What will he say to my parents? What will he think of me? I was so embarrassed. I was... I, I didn't know what to do. Did you lie? No. I eventually, like... I tried to, like, avoid topics... <laughs> But I eventually had to sort of explain what was happening, what happened. So um, <laughs> the neighbor, he and he just kept asking questions. Yeah, because that's his job. And this is, I know this all now, right? But he's asking questions to try and figure out what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so I'd be like, oh, well, we didn't have our clothes on. Like, I was trying to, like, be vague. And they'd be like, well, you know, was there penetration? Was there not? Was there any blood? Like, he just kept asking all sorts of questions. And I'm like... Also, good on him. Because, you know, this was the early 90s, back when doctors didn't know how to talk to gays. Early 90s. Try late 90s. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm literally just like, I can't handle this. I was so embarrassed. These are the people mm -hmm. I cut their grass. I grew up next to these yeah. people. Uh, so, the doctor's like, all right, well, hold on. So he goes away. He comes back and he says, all right, Matthew. Uh, you know, are your parents at home? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, fuck, is he going to tell my parents? Like, don't tell my parents. Please don't tell my yeah, parents. Yeah. I'm like, no. Uh, I was like, I throw at the cottage. He's like, okay, when you get home, I would like you to masturbate. And I was like, what? Yes! And I'm like, you want me to <laughs> masturbate? Like, I've never talked about masturbating with an adult at this point. Yeah. I don't think I've ever spoken about masturbating with anybody outside of really, like, any conversation. Oh my god, it was blue balls. It was blue balls. Oh my god. <laughs> I had blue balls. I went to the fucking urgent care clinic and he's like, you've got something called blue balls. I'm like, blue balls? My balls are not blue. <laughs> and he's like, no, this happens. You didn't come. So <laughs> you, you spent all this time building up to this and then you stopped. So he said, Matthew, I promise you go home, masturbate. The second you come, it's going to feel amazing. I mean, so he wasn't wrong. So I get home. I go into my closet what? I don't know why. Oh, Jesus. I went into the closet and I masturbated. And you it... got weird ass shame issues. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> like this version of me, I know you know, think I have shame issues now. <laughs> the shame issues I had then, I'm like liberated compared to them. So I ended up masturbating. I came. It was the most explosive, most satisfying feeling. Did you get any on you? <laughs> no, I stood up, but oh, I did it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's my story, was... Um, you got blue balls. I got, and I'm going to... Uh, that's the only time I've ever had blue balls in my life. I don't think I've ever had them. I, it, like, it was like actual intense pain? It hurt. Huh. It was, it was almost like you're... It, was, it irradiated up into like my abdomen. What? It was the most uncomfortable, painful... Crazy experience and uh, the only thing that i had ever heard is the bad things that like if you feel pain or there's something bad after sex you've got an std right yeah so i'm just like oh my god yeah you you think you yeah. and i had just come out of the closet so yeah. both my parents uh i mean obviously this was late 90s um <laughs> but both my parents the you know the aids epidemic was still very Real. Real. So both my parents... Continues to be, kind of. Thank you, obviously. Um, but my parents were like, oh, you know... Like, they were yeah, very, very accepting. I get that. That's but their concern was that I was going to get HIV and yeah. have it, get AIDS. Um, and uh, so you can imagine, like, what's running through my yeah. mind. So I, I go to the doctor, and um, I love he that. and I never spoke of that moment again. Do you think he went home uh, that night and was like... I hope Linda, he did. his wife... Linda, I have to tell you who I saw today. <laughs> and then they like looked out the window and saw you standing up to <laughs> masturbate. It, it was it was one of those lessons where I learned, like for me, in my mind, it was the most possibly embarrassing thing that could happen. Yeah. And it was from that moment on that I became more and more liberal, where I just became like with sexuality, where I was like, 
if I could accomplish something that I thought was the most embarrassing possible thing right. on the face of the planet, I could do just about anything. Yeah, if you can get through that, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, so now I have no problems. The sex is that. fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good story. I really like that, actually. Season finale! I was dying to know what had happened because I just, I couldn't think of anything. And of course, I didn't think at all that it would be blue balls. That's really funny. Good work. Well done. Yeah, me. Um, so what happens now, uh, unless you have any follow-up questions, but I think I think we've, we've covered bases, you know? Yeah, bases are covered. Yeah. I mean, it's like a little, like, decoupage that's over top a cute of little... the bases. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> so the point of the podcast is to bring sort of light and levity into a dark time. Um, so what I want to know before I let you go is in the next seven days... What are you going to do to bring a little light into your universe? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Yeah. Do you have an answer? Oh, God. Well, I mean, in seven days, I'm probably going to be driving home with a very close friend of mine. We mm. will have spent the weekend at the cottage. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to bring light by taking him up to the cottage after he was done work on oh, Friday. Oh, he sounds fun. You know what? He's a good person. Is his name also Matt? It probably is. Oh, weird. Yeah, except he spells it with only one D. Oh, that guy fucking sucks. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Um, What am I going to do to bring light into the universe? I, in the next seven days, I am going to... This is more of a personal light. I'm not necessarily going to shine some light for other people, um, but I think I'm actually going to tackle the beginning of my next writing project because oh, I really? spent a lot of time putting together a plan and I finally got a plan. Is this the fantasy one you were telling me about? Yeah, oh. but I haven't actually like started to write it yet, so I think that's the, the Well, plan. you were telling me before that you didn't know how to end it. Yeah, I'm really bad at ending. So it sounds like you've, you've come up with some ideas, so after this yeah. I'm really excited to hear about it. I mean, there's nothing... I'm not going to tell you about it. And the light that's going to be in there is when I'd be like, wow, that sounds amazing! Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about it. Why not? Because I, you I have told to me about it. everything that's happened so far. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to tell you about it till I finish it. Wow, <laughs> girl, let me live my life, okay? Have I ever not let you live your life? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, Matt Schnarr. <laughs> okay, Matt. <laughs> you can say my last name. It's okay. I'm not anonymous. Sweet. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for being the finale of it was the a first series. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, and thanks for letting the world know about blue balls, because that's a real issue that confronts real people, <laughs> and I don't think people are prepared for that. That's the light I brought into the world. <laughs> <laughs> is there a blue ball support group? I'm sure there is. Oh, no, that's probably the incel people, those garbage monsters. <laughs> anyway, on that dark note, this has been Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales with your factual fairies, Matt Sweet and Matt Schnarr. Bye! Bye! <laughs> If you're looking to get a hold of the Fact Fib Fairy, you can find us on Twitter at Fact Fib Fairy, or you can go to Facebook where it's Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales, or Instagram where it's at Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales, or you can email us at Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales at gmail.com. And if you didn't get any of that, honestly, just send a carrier pigeon. It all works out in the end. <laughs>